Welcome to Love Rules, the radio ministry of Roxbury Presbyterian Church in Boston. My mom, Liz Walker, was Boston's first African-American television news anchor, but her most important job is what she does right now at RPC, preaching the good news about God's love. The Bible says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. How does that work? Join my mom now as she offers us Love Rules from Roxbury Presbyterian Church. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Love Rules. Today's message, really listening to God. Our text is from Exodus, the 20th chapter, the 18th and 19th verses. When all the people witnessed the thunder and lightning, the sound of the trumpet and the mountain smoking, they were afraid and trembled and stood at a distance. They said to Moses, you speak with us and we will hear, but let not God speak with us lest we die. This Lenten season is a time when we are working on becoming closer to God through reflection, confession, fasting, and prayer. All of that helps us in our focus on God, repenting for our ongoing sins, and deepening our personal disciplines around holiness. The Bible reminds us in James, the fourth chapter, to draw near to God, and he will draw near to us. Our spirit needs and wants closeness with God. We want to know the living, breathing, loving God up close and personally. We are so blessed to have Jesus Christ as that mediator who allows us the Holy Spirit. It's a, it's a beautiful feeling. But this is where the rubber meets the road. What does it mean, with all that God makes available, what does it mean to really hear from God? Now, you'll find numerous times when God speaks audibly in the Bible. In Exodus, God says to Moses, I am who I am. That's kind of the, the real statement when God explains who he is, the forever God. As a matter of fact, his relationship with Moses was so good that God spoke to Moses as a friend. God spoke to Samuel, Job, Isaiah, Jeremiah. The list goes on. Over the course of biblical history, God actually spoke often though it's not always clear exactly how he communicated, whether it was through an audible voice or an inner voice or some mental impression. I learned about God speaking during my call to ministry. Part of my call was being around righteous people. You know, God will set you up just where he wants you to be so that you will be exposed to what he wants you to be exposed to. And, and one of the people who had a huge impact on my spiritual growth is a woman I talk about all the time, Reverend Dr. Gloria White Hammond. I always say that God did not call me. God called Gloria, and Gloria called me. But she was one of those people, or she is one of those people who's very clear about her communications with God. She said it was not necessarily an audible kind of communication, but she was left with an impression of certainty on what had transpired. She was clear that she had been uh, touched or talked to by God. It didn't, there was no second guessing. Now, my experience started off very differently. I was more like the Israelites in today's text. A little background on this particular scripture. Moses has led the Israelites from Egypt to Mount Sinai, a trip that has taken about two months. When they arrive, God calls to Moses from the mountain and instructs him first on God's promises. God says, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole world is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. 
God loved the Israelites. He had a a big, wonderful plan in store for them. Then he instructs Moses, their leader, to get the people ready because God's going to come down and speak to them himself. And so the people get ready. They consecrate themselves. They clean themselves up. Consecration, as you know, is the act of preparing physically and spiritually to meet God. Now, this is not like meeting your landlord or meeting the president of a bank or even the president of the United States. This is about being in the presence of the holy, omnipotent, omniscient, almighty, everlasting God, the creator God, the redeeming God, the God who is immutable, unchanging from generation to generation. This is no ordinary meeting. This is no ordinary God. So much so that the divine plans were never about the people actually seeing God. Exodus 29, the Lord said to Moses, I'm going to come to you in a dense cloud so that the people will hear me speaking with you and will always put their trust in you. So you see, God wants the people to know that he has called on Moses. God's display of holiness was perfect. His his glory and power was so strong, there was no way that the people would come to him. He wanted them to understand he was not simply another idol like the idols of Egypt that could be seen and touched. So Moses was the fully human mediator that God used to present God's laws. And on the morning they were to hear from God, there was this spectacular display, thunder and lightning with a thick cloud over the mountain, a trumpet blast. Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. The whole mountain trembled. Oh, it was a scene. CNN was there. Fox News was there. They had two vans. There were satellite broadcasts. We're bringing you live broadcasts from Mount Sinai. This moment when the commandments were first presented was such a majestic display of the power of God. The people couldn't handle it. Oh, my goodness. The text says they trembled with fear. Now, this is not even the sight of God. This is just hearing all of the fanfare that that surrounds God. So they said, Moses, you speak so that God doesn't have to speak. Because if God speaks based on what we've seen so far, we're going to die. Now, what explains their reluctance? Was it really the spectacle? Is that what scared them off? I mean, I'm, I'm sure it was something. But remember, these people had already walked through the opening of the Red Sea. So they had seen the mighty works of God. It wasn't just that, that magnificence of the moment. Their reluctance to hear from God was not just because of the majesty of his voice. They didn't want to be that close to God because of the consciousness of their own sins. Remember, they've just heard the Ten Commandments, several of which was about their relationship with God. I am the Lord your God. I brought you out of the land of Egypt. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make yourself an idol. You shall not bow down to idols or worship them. I am the Lord your God. I'm a jealous God. You shall not make wrongful use of the name of the Lord your God. Now, these are commandments that that very specifically describe the relationship that God expects from his people. And the people are listening to this. And, and after hearing these commandments and then seeing this spectacular display, they all realize, oh, we are talking about some God here. 
This reaction is not limited to ordinary people. Remember the prophet Isaiah? When he was called by God, he's stunned by the vision of a God, high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Isaiah responded just like the people of Israel. Woe is me! I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. Just like the people of Israel, there was no way Isaiah was going to measure up to God. Could anybody measure up? Thanks so much for joining us. I just want to remind you that Love Rules is totally listener-supported. I really am excited about this broadcast, and I, I believe God is blessing you through it. If you'd like to help us stay on the air, log on to RoxburyPresbyterianChurch.org. Click on Giving. Thank you. Is God still speaking today? Well, there's no reason to believe he's not speaking, whether it is an audible voice or some mental impression or, or the way that nature moves. We can be assured that God still speaks. He speaks in all kinds of ways because of the power of the Holy Spirit and, of course, the Word of God. The Word is just as powerful and real as it was during Old Testament times. Let's get back to the text. The Israelites are scared silly because of the divine spectacle on the mountain. They don't know what to do. They're frozen in fear. And Moses tells them this is God's way of testing you to put the fear of God into you so you will avoid evil. So when we talk about the fear of God, when we talk about this kind of reaction to the, to the greatness of God, there are different meanings, of course. There's the afraid of fear, and then there's the reverence fear. But either way... It's how you react to this mighty God. Whether your fear is the fear of the judgment of God and eternal death, or whether your fear is reverence, you are responding appropriately. This is the God whose foundational nature, however, is love. So as powerful as this God is, as, as just as this God is, love is his greatest virtue. At least that's what I think. And we have this promise, just like the Israelites, that nothing will separate us from God's love. He loves his people. But what we forget is this love of God comes with conditions, with demands. John 14, 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And see, that's what the Israelites were not doing. And that sometimes is what happens to us. So, why are we afraid of God's word? Well, sometimes it's, it's because we don't truly love and respect God as we should. And that's not necessarily that we consciously and deliberately disobey. We don't pay attention. We like to hear from preachers. We like to hear good preaching and we like to hear good testimonies. But you see, when you hear the testimony and the preaching, you can always make a decision based on that. But hearing directly from God in your heart hearing directly from God through the Holy Spirit, you have to make a decision. It demands obedience. Every day of our lives, we are faced with choices. Now, many of them are value neutral, but many of them will line up clearly with whether you choose to obey or disobey God. We all know the difference. We all know when God is speaking because God wants you to do right. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them, they follow me. This 
assures us that as God's children, we will hear his voice. The issue is whether we will choose to be obedient. Really listening to God is about obeying God. If you have any questions, all you need to do is open up your Bible. There's enough information there to get you started on obedience, believe me. And the more you read, the more you trust the word, the more it becomes almost like breathing. It's your choice to listen to God. It's not that hard. It is a privilege and a possession of the Christian walk. Walking with God, obeying God, listening to God. Thanks for joining me. Be blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Roxbury Presbyterian Church is located at 328 Warren Street, right in the heart of Roxbury. Come worship with us on Sundays at 11 a.m. This is a listener-supported program. We invite you to partner with us and learn the many ways that love rules. Visit us on our website, roxburypresbyterianchurch.org, or call us at 617-445-2116. Love will reign.